G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. What if I told you that there was something really simple, so simple that you'd almost laugh at me, something simple that you can do to lay hold of the joy of the Lord in your life, anywhere, anytime, no matter how good or how bad your circumstances might be? Would you be interested? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and it's great to be back with you again. Today we're going to be taking another look at the joy of the Lord in your life from a different perspective. And do stick with me because very soon I'll be telling you about a special edition book. It's called How to Get Close to God and I'd love to send you a free copy to help you do just that. Draw ever closer in a rich, powerful, dynamic, joy-filled relationship with Him. Yesterday on the program, we were chatting about the degree to which self-centeredness, which is very common, it's the zeitgeist of this century, is robbing people of the joy that God wants to give them. It is in many respects a natural human trait to want to put ourselves at the centre of the universe. And yet when we do, we end up living joyless lives. The question is, how do you turn that round? Well, interestingly, the word repent, which sounds a little bit old and stuffy to be sure, it literally means to turn around. The self-centered person spends most of his or her time looking at all that they don't have and desiring more. And they set their lives on a course of getting more, not realizing that it'll cost them everything. The opposite of that is looking at all that you have and all that you can give and being thankful for those things. And that's what we're going to be chatting about today on the program. Thankfulness. Now, thankfulness is one of the simplest things to do, even, even when you think you don't have much to be thankful for. I remember a time in my life a couple of decades ago when I was really feeling that it was nothing to be thankful for. It was a dark time. It was a lonely time. And yet it was in that place that I first met Jesus. The only way I can describe it was it was like a small light that shone all the more brightly in my heart because of the inky blackness that I was surrounded with. Whilst I'd never wish that time on my worst enemy, I shall remain ever thankful for that time in my life because it was the beginning of a new life for me. That was hard to see back then. In fact, I couldn't see it. But I remember the joy of coming to know Jesus and spending time with him as though it were yesterday. And it remains to this day one of the sweetest, most sublime things that's ever happened to me. And as I look at all that's happened to me during the time since then, good and bad, what I see as I look back is the goodness of God in my life. And that's something that I'm so thankful for. He has blessed me with a good and wonderful wife. He's blessed me with a roof over my head. Are there downsides to my life? Are there some things that I'd like to change that if it were up to me would be different? Of course there are, absolutely. But the question really is, which of those will I focus on? What I have? or what I don't have, which one of those two would you focus on? The Apostle Paul was an amazing guy. 
Some people think of him as a saint, but if he were here, he'd tell you that he's no more a saint than you or I. And he would, according to God's word, be absolutely right. When he was close to the end of his journey, locked up in a dungeon on death row, he wrote these words. We looked at them a little earlier in this series, but I want to come back to them here because they speak so powerfully of the joy that thankfulness can bring into your heart. Have a listen. Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 to 6. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Don't worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. He's saying there exactly what we've been talking about this last little while in the program, that we should rejoice. In other words, revisit our joy in every and all circumstance, even it would seem right there on death row. But how do we do that? Well, instead of worrying, instead of focusing on what we don't have, let's go to God with thanksgiving in our hearts and let him know our needs. Not not with grumbling or complaining or worrying or fear. Those hard attitudes never get you anywhere with God, but with thanksgiving, by giving thanks. Thank you, God. That's a hard attitude. And when you go to God with that attitude in your heart, the promise of God is, through this scripture, that a peace that doesn't make any amount of sense in our circumstances, a peace that surpasses all our understanding, will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Hey, that's good. Peace right where you need it. And notice that our rejoicing is built on the foundation of thanksgiving. So, you want to get joy back in your life? Then start thanking God for what you have. Now, I know what you're thinking. That's not easy when you're on death row. That's not easy when things are going tough. I agree it's not. And so Paul goes on in the very next breath to tell us how to do that. Verses 8 and 9 of Philippians chapter 4. Here's the how of being thankful when life is tough. Finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honourable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, then think about those things. Keep on doing the things that you've learned from me and received from me and heard and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. How do we get thankfulness happening in our hearts when it's hard? We think about all the good things that God has done and is doing. You know when you have something you're worrying about or you're afraid of, you kind of churn it over and over in your mind again and again, and the more you do that, the more down in the dumps you become. Well, in exactly the same way, Paul is saying, instead of thinking about that stuff, what you don't have and all your problems and all your losses, think about what you do have. Think about God's goodness. Churn those good things over and over and over again in your mind, and what you'll find is that you will want to start thanking God for them. And when you do that, you're doing exactly what Paul said to do. You're going to go to God with thanksgiving. And what happens when you do that is that you'll end up rejoicing in God's goodness and experiencing his joy. Is that complicated? Well, no, actually it's not. It's just a habit that you and I can get into in order to experience God's joy. Because we end up trusting God based on all the good things he's done before and the worry and the fear, well, they just disappear. Do you see the power of God's words here? This is really practical, rubber-hits-the-road stuff. And the thing is that when we're thankful, when we have God's joy in our hearts as a result, life gets so much better. 
It's true, you know. The joy of the Lord really is your strength. So, if you're down in the dumps, if you're worrying or you're afraid or you think life's unfair, if you can't find anything to rejoice about, start thinking about God's goodness in your life. Start thinking words of thanksgiving to God and based on all the faithfulness he's shown you to date, believe in God. Put your trust in him again for whatever it is that you're going through today. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will really truly guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Now, think about it. What's the alternative? The alternative is continuing on down in the dumps, not trusting God, not experiencing his joy, not having his peace. Why would you want to possibly do that for Pete's sake? 19th century writer and theologian G.K. Chesterton put it this way, I would maintain that thanks are the highest form of thought and that gratitude is happiness doubled by wonder. (laughs) He's absolutely right. The simplest thing that you and I can do to lay hold of God's joy in our lives is simply to be thankful. Thankfulness is a heart attitude that sets us free from the burdens of today and releases us into the love and the faithfulness of God. Don't believe me? Just give it a spin. Man, it's easy just to kind of drift out of our relationship with God. You know, you just get so preoccupied with everything else and one day you wake up and you realise that your relationship with God ain't what it used to be. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of my special edition book, How to Get Close to God. I'm believing that as we open God's Word together and get back to basics, the Holy Spirit will speak through His Word to show us that God is much closer than we ever thought. Because His Word is alive and active, amen? So I'm praying that God will draw you ever closer to Himself through this book. You can request your free copy right now. Just stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send it straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1-300-722-415. Hey, thanks so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond and I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.